2: to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I am your host, Martha Reddick. And this week, we are talking about holding space for decision making and fostering autonomy. But this is an extremely special week because (laughs) it is my First ever live podcast, and I am live podcasting from Nanny Palooza. Which I just
1: wanted them to know you, we were really here. Yeah,
0: yeah. Should we do voila? We should. Okay, Okay. I was the only one. uh, We say,
1: you all forgot. Yeah,
0: from Nanny (laughs) Palooza. Um.
2: These audio spikes are wonderful. <laughs> um, uh, so, we, uh, my guest this week is Katie Lineke, who has been on the podcast so many times before. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to list your references cool. again because uh if you haven't listened to any of the episodes with Katie Linicky she is one of the most lovely nannies and I adore every episode that Thank she you. is on Thank uh so go
1: love. go
2: find them <laughs> and listen to them uh <laughs> judging from the boundaries uh seminar that was today uh that is a uh, needed yeah uh, thing in our field and we have an episode about setting boundaries that katie was on and i highly recommend it with children and with your bosses yeah which is really important for both yes Mm -hmm. extremely important so uh go look that up but today we're talking about fostering autonomy and holding space for decision making Mm -hmm. um and so let's get started talking about that let's do it so uh When you are nannying, there are so many opportunities to offer choices to the kids that you nanny. But a lot of times in the hustle and bustle Mm -hmm. of everyday life, Mm -hmm. you overlook them. Um, So from the moment they wake up to what they wear to what cup they drink out of all of those are opportunities to let them make decisions and they might not seem important but those decisions add up Mm -hmm. to an adult that can make a decision for themselves which is something that ends up lacking in our society i think uh, right now (laughs) is that we are creating these adults that have been told what to do Mm
3: -hmm.
2: their entire educational career (laughs) and then (laughs) Uh, And then they get out in the real world, and they're like,
0: wait, what? (laughs) What am I supposed to do? Even personal life as well. I don't know about you guys, but my home life, it was – they were wonderful. My parents were wonderful, but they had a lot of guided, already (laughs) planned choices or um, expectations. And so that was challenging to come out of that kind of, like, environment and be like, oh, now what do I do? (laughs) What shall I choose? Yeah.
2: Yeah, and so Mm -hmm. – some ways that I, with my kids, try to help foster autonomy are I really look at their day, and, and I have sat down uh, and written it out before mm-hmm. and looked for ways that I can offer them more choices throughout the day. So uh, one of the ways, and uh, Parker Guidry, who was on the Male Nanny episode, uh, I learned this from him because he uh, is, is very fashionable, <laughs> if you follow him on Instagram, uh, in <laughs> a way that he, he is. He did a court look. Oh, he yeah. was on that jury was duty this week, and he had a different court look every day, and it was, it was wonderful. Awesome. <laughs> look yeah. it up. But something that he really valued with his nanny kids is letting them pick out their clothes Uh, from a really, really, really early age. And yes, anding anything they picked, Mm -hmm. Uh, as long as important body parts were covered. (laughs) You know, like they can't go out in a swimsuit if it's winter in Chicago. Um, But letting them decide what they want to wear and then um, in dealing with the natural consequences of maybe choosing not a great choice Mm -hmm. um so if they are choosing to wear shorts and it is a brisk fall day uh talking to them about that about maybe maybe make a different
0: choice but not forcing them to Mm -hmm. make that different choice so that they can deal with the consequences right and that's something we talk about in the boundaries episode as well is um, letting them feel the natural consequences of their actions, which we actually heard about in many <laughs> of the um, workshops here. Uh, I've been really impressed with the resources available at Palooza, And uh, you'll find that if you're allowing them to do that, you're not the enforcer of the rules, like the power struggle workshop, um, how to have power tools for that. <laughs> you're not enforcing the rule, they're just experiencing the consequences of what they've already chosen. So that way you're not the bad guy, you're on their team, You're letting them have power to make this decision and actually a lot of learning takes place in that moment where if you force them to do what you know is maybe a better choice if you will or like a more more appropriate like clothing selection if we're talking (laughs) about temperatures then they don't actually get the firsthand knowledge and that's where all the learning comes from from the sensory experience like play that's why play is such a great teacher because they're actually getting their hands on whatever it is right Um, so yeah, worrying
2: less about with clothing, about the fact that their colors don't Mm -hmm. match and more about, uh, empowering them to say, I picked this outfit. Right. Um, and in fact, one of my little guys, uh, a few weeks ago, he had a spot on his pants and he was like. I don't want to wear these to school. I want to look nice at school. And I was like, that's great. Let's go upstairs and change it out. But he knew that he could because he had gotten them messy at breakfast Mm -hmm. and wanted to make that choice. He really respects school, (laughs) which is such a lovely thing that I wouldn't want to beat down for some time
0: schedule that doesn't exist. Something about and on time schedules too, because a lot of times allowing them choice and autonomy is real (laughs) challenging. Yes, we got a lot of knowing head nods. You can't see it, but I like to (laughs) narrate what's happening. Um yeah, and it's hard to um create the space and the time for that. But if you know ahead of time, like the little girl I nanny for has just learned to tie her shoes. So now I want her to practice that, but also I don't want us to be late. I don't want us to like run into issues, I don't want her to be stressed tying them. So about 10 minutes before we really need to leave, I'm like, it's about time to get your shoes tied, just so you know. And so she'll go over and she can tie it because she's very vocal and verbal, which is something we've worked on a lot. And she's like, I don't like when I feel rushed by you. And I'm like, great, yeah, right? She's awesome. (laughs) Good to know. She's about to turn seven next week. Um, And she's been able to be like, that makes me feel embarrassed. Before like other things, she's very vocal and in touch with her feelings, which is wonderful. So I don't want her to feel rushed. And to hear that and be like, okay, like you've told me your need. I'd love to meet your need. What can we do as a team to make sure you have enough time and my need and your need? Because she also gets really stressed about being late. And then in the car, I have to be like, what if we're late to swimming? Like We're, we're 30 minutes early right now. So, like, And it's only a 15-minute drive. We're going to make it, I swear. <laughs> um, but like, how you can meet both of those needs for the child and for yourself to have them do it themselves so they feel... Um, that they can contribute and they can take care of themselves because that's a really important feeling to develop in a child. It's important for us as adults, too, to feel like I can do what I need to do to get through my day. It helps. Yes. A lot.
2: And also, we can take on that burden of planning. Mm -hmm. So we can watch the Mm -hmm. clock for them. Uh, And that is something that, as nannies... it is already part of most of our brain. Mm-hmm. I think most of us have a pretty good internal clock. Yeah. Um, and if you don't, then I'm sure that you have found ways to compensate mm-hmm. um, for that. And so keeping that in mind as you go throughout your day of, okay, uh, we, this activity is going to take... I should plan twice as long for this activity. If it's a
0: new one, especially. Yeah,
2: if it's a new one. um, And you are in the training stage of autonomy, of where you're still in the we do Mm
4: -hmm.
2: or in the I do, uh, and starting to work towards the we do Mm -hmm. of let's work as a team and do this together. Uh, And then when you change over to the you do part of it, where the nanny kids take over those reins, re going back to doubling the time again Mm -hmm. so for every step of that uh i do we do you do re-giving it that time
0: grace because (laughs) otherwise you run into issues and then yeah and it is a it's definitely a transition period too as all of you know and it takes a lot of times the parents aren't ready to let go (laughs) Uh of the reins to the children yet you know like you have to be like she really can wipe herself she really can take a bath and wash her hair she really can you know like sit in the car without the like the side seat now now that the seat belt is high enough and so sometimes they need a gentle nudge because if it's their first child um, a lot of times you might have more experience working with many different children than the parent if it's their first or their only or um, maybe they've had They've had children for four years, but maybe you have 10 years of experience. So in many ways, you've, you're in a better position to help them let go of the reins and change it over to their child, um, which will in turn benefit their household because it will loosen the power struggle. As nannies, you don't need to fight them if they're like, today, I don't want to tie my shoe, I want you to do it. You don't need to fight them on that because they do it most of the time. Sometimes we all need help. And guess what? When they're 18, we know they're going to be tying their own shoes. But as a parent, sometimes it's really scary. You're like, oh, no, my child's not going to know how to tie their shoe. And they're like, maybe they just need a day off. I also need a day off sometimes from doing my own duties, you know? So creating space for them to say, like, today I do want help. And that's, I'm sure all of you know, too, the younger ones, when they're starting, you're like, do you want to do it? or do you want me to help you do it because they're very specific they know what they do and don't want
2: yeah I'll tell you and something if you are running into a child that um, is maybe struggling mm-hmm. with taking the reins that is uh, scared of failure and uh, taking it over some a phrase that I use and it's from Montessori education um, is what part would you like my help with? Mm. So if you get to a point where you're like, I know they can do this um, and they're just not, they're not taking that leap of Mm -hmm. faith, um, asking what part would you like my help with Mm -hmm. helps them break it down into smaller, more manageable size pieces that they can. And then you're still helping them. Um, They feel supported, but they're also learning and uh,
0: their own decisions and choices. Also in like in the early childhood education world in classes, they talk about steering away from comforting a child by saying it's easy because if it's easy and they can't do it, then they fail to do something that's easy and they feel terrible about themselves. When in, in an adult's mind, it sounds comforting. Like you'll be able to do it. It's fine. It's easy. And if they've done it and it's easy, they can't feel good about themselves because it's, It was easy, so it wasn't anything special. So sometimes by saying like, hey, like tying your shoes, learning to tie your shoes is really hard. And I know it can be confusing and it's a lot to think about, but I know you're a kid who takes time and can think about things and can try again. I think you might be able to do it. And just giving them that space to mess up where they don't feel like they failed something, you know. Like I get that way about like wiffle ball. People are like, "It's <laughs> fine." I'm like, "Yeah, but I fear failure, so and embarrassment." So, so like you don't understand. I don't know. It is not fine. In fact, I, they did it. <laughs> Our friends did a kickball league this summer, and they kept being like, "Katie, hey, you want to go?" And I was like, mm, mm. "I fear embarrassment in public settings about things that should be easily accessible in theory." So it's like a uh, giving them the the out, if you will, to be like, "It is hard, and it's hard when you're trying things." And remembering that children don't know. I've had moments before where I'm like, I asked a a child to do something, and then I watched them try to do it, and I was like, oh, you know what? That's my bad because (laughs) you've never done this before. No one's explained it to you. Let me pause and tell you how I might do it, and then if you do it slightly differently, that's okay. If the job still gets done the way that is most comfortable for you, good for you. We found two ways to do it. How great. And that is another
2: technique for helping foster autonomy is uh, having it as a sort of challenge to say, I wonder how many different ways we can do Mm -hmm. this task. And so then going through and figuring out together Mm -hmm. and like they get so silly and it's so lovely because they're (laughs) like, well, we could do it wearing a blue shirt. And I'm like, yeah, Great. you're right. That is a completely different way to do this task. <laughs> or we could do it walking on our hands, and I'm like, go for it. Um, if you, you can do, do that, that right? yeah. I'm like, I know that I cannot, and I will hurt myself. Mm-hmm. But if you want to try, I will spot you. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But or you know, we could do it after we drank apple juice. They they come up with really fun ways, right. and it makes you giggle, and it makes your like
0: menial tasks more fun and it builds their confidence in being a member of like a problem solving team so we talk about two in conflict resolution there's a five-step method which is another a whole other podcast yeah but if you follow this method eventually you say you restate the whole problem you're like gosh it sounds like we have you know three kids who really want to play with this truck and we only have one truck what do you think we could do about that? And as nannies, we, we know, we know, <laughs> I'm not asking for my benefit. Like, I know what I could do about that. I know what you could do about it as well, but giving them the space. And then like, um, in a lot of the classes I've taken, they've, they've been like, and then you should silently count to 20 and, <laughs> and look like you're thinking about it so that they have the space to think and answer. Cause they're also, these are skills that they're sharpening. No, no one's born learning how to share. They don't know how to share. You have to In teach fact, them. evolutionarily, <laughs> speaking, shocking, I know, sharing is not necessarily
2: something that is, is always yeah. evolutionarily good for you. Yeah. Um, though as humans, that yeah. is one of the reasons that we are the way we are yeah. is that
0: we learned how to share. As a side note too, because of I love words. <laughs> um, children also in abstract terms, like sharing is a very abstract idea, like what does that mean? But if you say taking turns, children are more willing and likely to do it, which is like this bizarre, it's just like a shift of how you say (laughs) the same idea, but they can, yes, yes. And that's another way you're not the enforcer. The timer goes off and you can say like, oh, how many minutes? And then the child will say like, We pick under five like i also i also teach preschool so we give them that script like i want to use that when you're done can i use that when you're done and the children almost always say yes because it implies that you're done and that makes them feel powerful and you didn't rip something right out of their hands and uh it respects the child and gives them dignity and then the other child will say how many minutes and then they'll say sometimes they'll be like 20 and we're like too many like (laughs) why don't you choose five and under like what would you like and they'll say like two or five and then we set a timer and then the teacher's not enforcing it and usually the other child gives it up immediately after you walk away because they had the power to decide it's amazing isn't it magical <laughs> it's so magical like just not ripping something out of someone's hands um another uh back to fear of
2: failure mm-hmm. and how fostering autonomy helps with that um in the book teaching with love and logic which is one of my favorite um, teaching philosophies. Uh, it's by Jim Fay. Uh, ta- he talks about when a child says, I can't do it, or I'm going to be bad at this, or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, a good response um, is, aren't you glad I don't believe that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which just puts the... Into their worries, mm-hmm. um, because then you are, are you already believe in them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are offering, mm-hmm. I already believe in you, yeah. and let's figure out together how you can do it um, instead of focusing on the ways that you might not do it, quote unquote, mm-hmm. perfectly. Um, and
0: don't say that part to them. <laughs> yeah. That's your inner monologue. But also exposing ways that you haven't done it perfectly because you are one of your child's greatest resources mm-hmm. to get through life like their parents and by sharing your own experiences like the little girl and Annie Four just started taking piano and she's like she's so psyched about it and they have a group lesson every month and she was having a little recital and she was playing like a five note song but was really worried because she was playing in front of other children. And she kept talking to her parents like, what if I'm bad? What if I'm bad? And they tried to ease her worries. And she mentioned it to me because I was the one taking her. And she was like, what if I'm bad and then I'll never be a great piano player? And I was like, oh, or she's like, what if I mess up and I'll never be a great piano player? I said, if you mess up, it's probably a sign that you're going to be a great piano player because great piano players mess up all the time because they're playing all the time. And then she was like, because Martha and I were both actors. She's still an actor. <laughs> I'm recovering actor. Sometimes. Um, but she, uh, she was like, did you ever mess up when you were acting? And I was like, just so frequently. So yeah. often. <laughs> and like telling them stories. And she thought that was hilarious. And I was like, sometimes actors don't even come on stage for their scene. They don't even, like, grown-ups do this. People who are famous do this. And mm-hmm. that was like a huge relief because – She's a very smart child. She was reading chapter books at four. So she's got, like, a high performance level and trying to, like, alleviate that anxiety in her world of doing everything right, which is not necessarily her parents. They don't put that on her. But she knows she's, like, above. Yeah. yeah. And so she's sort of sensing that she's, like, above her peers in many ways, and so she's putting it on herself. And so just trying to take away the burden of anxiety and, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't mean. And one day she was like, Katie, what if I what if I get a bad grade in high school? What if I don't get all A's? And I was like, that's probably gonna happen. I'm gonna be real honest with you. You probably will mess things up in high school for sure. And she was Everybody like, really? Did. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was like, "It's in fact, if you don't, you might be doing it wrong. So, you know, like by not messing up. And um, also I, to that when
2: kids approach me with that sort of talk, I say, if you are making all A's, it might be a sign that your classes are too easy for mm-hmm. you. So you're here to learn. Yeah. Yeah. You're here to learn. Um and in that same vein, I also uh and I always start with myself and then spread it to the children uh when they are ready. But I do a dance party when I make a mistake. (laughs) Um a mistake dance party. (laughs) And so if I make a mistake and it's it doesn't need to be immediately fixed. Yeah. Um, if no one is in danger, then I say, I made a mistake. Da, na, 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 na. And then and then we fix it because I try to celebrate mistakes. Uh-huh. Um, and I waved my arms back and forth for listeners. It was um, awesome. I think it we was. All I pointed it. my yeah. fingers and I waved them up and hard. down. Just, know, yeah. 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 yeah, thank you. We're going to take a video of
0: everyone doing it. Yes. yes. I'm making false <laughs> promises, but we'll see. We'll see. I know. Another, um, I love Segway, So here we go. Buckle <laughs> up. We're we're changing gears. Um, another thing about this, um, if they're feeling anxiety about something, is is offering them choices, which is part of what this podcast is about. Um, if you if a child feels out of control or feels like they can't do something, give them small digestible bites of choice. Like, okay, well, the first thing I might do is choose some paper would you like to choose black paper or white paper or something else and then they can choose and they start to gain confidence in their ability to make choices Um, and it gives a lot of peace to many children and a sense of control is a basic human need so if you can for adults as well as children and children have far less control in their life so if you can give them a choice at every turn when it's appropriate for them and safe for them to do so like you can also frame your choices in a way where both answers are correct. Yes. So like, instead of being like, would you like a vegetable for lunch or what vegetable would you like? You can say, would you like carrots or peas with lunch today? The, the fact that you're having a vegetable is part of the question. You're not <laughs> not having a vegetable with your, you know, like that's, that's included and it's implied. And so they, you'll be surprised how they, even if they wouldn't normally be like, oh, I'll have carrots, they'll be like, oh, I'll have carrots. You know, like if those are my choices, I'll choose that one. And it gives them a sense of power, and in that way they can practice making decisions to become an adult when you have to make very hard decisions and challenging decisions. And it gives
2: them a stake in the game Mm -hmm. of eating lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is that because they chose the carrots often, I find that if I gave them a choice that they eat more of the thing that they might not eat as much of that is healthy for their bodies not a power struggle because it wasn't a power struggle um and but in teaching with love and logic uh jim Fay also says never offer a choice that you are not okay with Mm -hmm. so when you are offering choices be very careful it it can't be uh do you want to go to the bathroom or not, yeah. when you know that they need to go to the bathroom because you're about to be in the car for 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, it can be, do you want to go to the bathroom now or in five yeah. minutes? Before or after you put on your shoes. Yes. Like, what order? Yes. Uh, so when you are practicing this uh, at, at, with your nanny kids, just be cognizant of that, that it needs to be choices uh, that are – Okay with you and okay mm-hmm. for the safety
0: of the child. I will say too, in the conflict sphere, when children are uh, children are more likely, like you said, to um, participate in a decision they had some choice over. If they formulated the decision, they're more likely to go through with it. And so, if they found a solution to the conflict and it's okay with both parties, because it's another part is you ask the other person, do you think that's fair? And if they say no, then you go back to you all think again or you count to 20 while they think. And then you go back and forth until everybody agrees. And then sometimes they're going to think of ones that you don't think are quite the solution to the problem. Like, and then you have to, if both children think it's fair and it's safe for them, like they can't be like, I'll hit him and take the truck. Is that fair? Yeah. You're like, I can't let you do that because that's not safe. And we don't hit it. We use, we use safe and um, gentle touches with our friends. So. I, we can't really do that because it's not safe for Timmy. So um, let's think of something else where we we use gentle hands. Um, and so, but sometimes they're like, "Yeah, I can use it," and he can go to the art area. And you're like, "Do you think that's fair?" And sometimes they're like, "Yeah," and you're <laughs> like, "Oh, oh, okay, didn't see that coming. You solved the problem." <laughs> then. And then they they God do that. So um, sometimes you have to let go of your knowledge of what the like fitting solution is for whatever the issue is if both children are happy with the solution and it's safe so it's a it's an interesting I had once had a child who was like they called um passing gas foofing and one time they were like what do you think we could do about that I said what do you think we could do about this and the boy was like she can foof on me and I was like do you think that's fair and she was like yeah and I was like (laughs) Okay. Like, I guess, like, that's not like a really horrible in the world of you know, not what I would have reached for in the box of solutions. Range choice, but but if that's what you both agree on, sure. And they thought it was hilarious, so it was like a game they played together. So it made more sense, but I was like, not really my like. That's not how Martha and I solve problems. No. <laughs> so it was outside <laughs> of my room. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna be over here and I'm gonna watch it. Good for you guys. You <laughs> <laughs> worked but out I never the problem.
1: The two of you. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that teaches them how to like listen to their partners and or their friends in conflict and how to. Um, choose for themselves because eventually they start doing it without you there which is like really ah, amazing it's so
2: wonderful when that happens
0: are you laughing about or the foofing like
2: playing
0: it out to the adult stage yeah like, <laughs> well, you listen, forgot to take
4: out the trash well you can foof on me I bet, <laughs> I,
0: I bet there's a frat that that's happened at before like I don't think that's outside the realm of like yeah. frat possibilities Who like you know like Older men, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, toddlers
1: like have the, you know, they kind of act the same, right? Yeah,
0: you know, to toddlers. Similar, yeah, or even teenagers, yeah. Yes. Hopefully not in romantic relationships. I don't really know how that translates. So if both (laughs) parties agree to (laughs) it who knows <laughs> if both parties agree to it then that's whatever <laughs> now i'm you want. hoping that's a solution with Why you and your partner know. knows? yeah yeah time. open-minded if it works for both parties <laughs> great <laughs> sorry for that everyone <laughs> and now we're back and we're back serious podcast very Bring very home. serious Bring Bring home. Home. not at all
2: <laughs> um, well, I think we're to the point where uh, we can open it up for questions or uh, strategies that yeah. you use that you
0: find work with uh, holding space for decision making, listeners. You can't see, but this is clearly a very smart and capable group of women. It if you could really, see their really faces is. in the dance <laughs> video, oh, sure. look for them in the dance video. <laughs> They'll be you'll know. I guess my comment is a
5: little bit more of a question because I love all of your examples, but I need a 14 month old who is in the very beginning of stages of like being able to stand by herself, you know? And I guess I I find myself more and more saying, and it's funny because I didn't even realize, like it wasn't a decision that I had made to start like using this language, but I was like, oh, more than half of my day I'm spending saying, you can do it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can do it, it's okay you can do it mm-hmm. you know she'll 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 turn to me and she'll you know kind of point and reach and she'll let me know what she's looking for asking for and i'll say it's okay like right you can do it and i guess i i you know obviously i have kind of that part of it down but really translating that into something that looks more like independence i guess yeah. where it's something that she can feel on her own right where so she's not always turning to me, wait, can I do this? I can do this? Okay, cool. Now I
0: can do that. A lot of that. So um, that's a really great question. And actually, a lot of that plays into attachment theory. I don't know if you guys are familiar with, um, it's like the styles of attachment. You can be securely attached to your parents or caregivers, anxiously attached, or you can have an avoidant attachment style. And... um, they find that the people who have the best attach- the secure attachment, that's like the most emotionally sound, you don't feel like you're going to be abandoned, you're emotionally open to other people, um, are the people whose parents pick them up when they wanted to be picked up and put them down when they want it to be put down. Because that can be very hard with a toddler you don't always want to put them down because then they're going to mess up the living room. They're going to pull out all the pots and pans. They're going to like maybe put their hand in something gross that you're like, Oh, I wish you hadn't touched that. (laughs) I once had to pull a bug out of a child's mouth. It was dead, but she tried to, and I was like, (laughs) no. And she got like one crunch in and I was like, Oh, Oh. So I pulled it out in pieces. It was really fun. Um, but Giving them right, <laughs> um, giving them the freedom to explore or be comforted is a really great way um, to help them establish autonomy because they're they're realizing that their needs can be different than the need of a mom or a dad or a caregiver, and sometimes it's hard because it's harder to offer that. But they they do social referencing as well, um, which is sort of what you mentioned where they like want to do something and then they look at you and they're like. So what do you think? And you're like, hmm And they look to your face. Um, they also do that when they get injured, where they're like, oh, mm-hmm. Am I okay? And they <laughs> and you're like, Wow, great fall, look at you. Um, and they're like, Oh, I must be fine. So I will keep running. Oh, I clocked my little girl. Yeah. My
5: I didn't realize she was standing up because she doesn't often just stand from sitting. She's usually like pulling up on something. And I like turned really quick while closing the dishwasher and just, I felt so bad. I just like knocked her to the ground (laughs) with my knee and I felt so bad. And she just kind of laid there for a minute and she looked at me and I could like see the red bump forming on my head. And I was like. I'm so glad that you're okay. Look how like, safe c- you are. Let's, <laughs> let's have a hug for yeah. a minute because I need to make
0: sure you don't yeah. pass out. Yeah. But like, just,
5: just, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah. And she, yeah. she winced a little bit and then she was like, "Okay, yeah. I am yeah. okay."
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you feel like your question was answered, or do you have more? Um, I guess.
5: I don't know. I guess really is what is the next step, I guess, is what I'm asking, right? So, like, I have, like, the toddler stage down, but as she begins to do more things mm-hmm. for herself, like, obviously, like, maybe clothing is not something that I'm going to let her have an option
0: with She's right now. getting close um, to certain types of clothing that she can yeah. help put on by herself, and that's actually – it just takes forever. So you're like, you got to be <laughs> in it to win it. Like, start 20 minutes early. Um, but the other thing, too, is uh, I don't – there's a Erik Erikson is a psychologist, and he has a field of study. All of these women are like, mm-hmm. they're like nodding their heads <laughs> yes know. up and down. <laughs> um, but if you don't know at home, um, he's got um, crises that people are resolving. And the first four are in early childhood, and then they move on to like um, middle childhood and, and adulthood. Um, but there's uh, the first one is trust versus mistrust. They're trying to figure out what the world is like. The second one I think is shame uh, shame versus autonomy it's been a no, while. shame versus Uh, shame and self-doubt versus autonomy, initiative versus, um, I have to look it up now, but I love Eric Erickson. But letting them take the time that uh, the second and third stages are about giving them time and space to do something different. Um, It's autonomy versus shame and self-doubt. Yeah. And then initiative versus, I know there's industry versus inferiority is the fourth one.
1: Initiative versus direction. That's not the right word, but it's like the whole. Initiative versus, you know what?
2: I will link <laughs> this on uh, Chronicles of Nannia yeah. Facebook and on uh, ChroniclesOfNannia.com. Yeah. So
0: if you. I have all but the one that we want. Yeah. The initiative versus something. She's going to
2: call it out at 2 a.m. I'll be, in our hotel We're room. sharing a hotel room, so. <laughs> it's going
0: <laughs> to be great. That's
1: yeah. It doesn't matter what
0: it's called. What but, is.
1: Yeah. So
0: (laughs) the stage is about giving the... Thank you for that. For celebrating my process (laughs) over here instead of my product. Um, It's about being able to... Um, allow the child to do things oh we got it pulled up nice um so first infant to 18 months is trust versus mistrust 18 months to three years is autonomy versus shame and self-doubt so that will come into play with like setting her down when she wants to be set down and allowing space for no's because that's the first time that they're able to have like oh we're separate we're a little bit you know like i can say no to something that you want um initiative versus guilt I would not have gotten there. And then industry um, versus inferiority is the 5 to 13. So those are the early childhood years for the purposes of this podcast. Um, so initiative. So that actually is really helpful, that word, guilt. <laughs> um, because if you are celebrating their tries when they're messy, instead of being like, oh, this is so, like, you're not, you're not buttoned appropriately. You messed up your button. You're taking so long. They feel guilty for not doing it right. So if you celebrate that the moments, and it's encouragement instead of praise. So encouragement is like recognizing the process and not putting a judgment value. So yeah, you would say, was, wow. This
4: time, and last time you only got two. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And maybe, did we hear that? It looks like we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I want to make sure that we can hear <laughs> you guys. Um, but yeah, being able to celebrate what you're doing and, and just calling it out, honestly, because sometimes you can say to the child, like, wow, you really you know sat and listened or i noticed that you fed yourself your peas with your hands instead of being like we use a spoon we use a spoon <laughs> um but celebrating that kind of like you used your hands you fed yourself tonight um and they're like it's not a compliment you're just stating a fact you're like literally you fed yourself that's actually <laughs> what happened this evening and children eventually will be like thank you like you can state a fact you'd be like Why wow, so see you used a lot of red in your art and they're like thank you you're celebrating their process yeah and it's hilarious because they they learn to recognize attention as as like almost in place of praise which is better for them because then they're not praise junkies they're not seeking the end result they're actually engaging in the process of it which is really what we want as adults and for the children who are becoming adults is to celebrate the process of it and find encouragement for their wins and have forgiveness for their losses the other thing about these um, crises that's really important to note is while you want them to have like the good side of, <laughs> of these um, crises they want them you want them to find that the world is trusting a place to be trusted you also want a little bit of mistrust like you don't want them to trust everybody because that's dangerous and while you want them to take initiative you also want them to have a little bit of guilt because they feel remorse and like as far as like industry you want them to you want them to experience both sides but mostly the positive side um so allowing them space to do things even if they take forever and even if they do them in a way that's so inconvenient for you like even and celebrating um how to listen so kids will talk and talk so kids will listen they talk in that book about uh, when they do mess up something like if a child loses his backpack i think is the example they talk about being like instead of being like i can't believe you lost your backpack again celebrating it as a win and rephrasing it so being like wow you went three weeks keeping track of your backpack and that is three times as long as last time i'm so excited for you like can't wait to see how long you have your next one for let's go get (laughs) you one you know but like phrasing it in that way and maybe the child pays for his own backpack because you can't pay for infinite backpacks or maybe you go get one from the thrift store and that's part of the natural consequence of continually losing your backpack because we're not made of money and I don't know. Maybe our nanny families are. Who knows? But uh, Maybe they are. Yeah, maybe. Uh, um, but that's also a way to, um, like, accident. I keep thinking of potty training for you. Like, it's coming. <laughs> so it's on we're, its we're way. right on the cusp. Yeah. I'm like,
5: right on the cusp into toddlerhood. Mom's due in, like, six months with the next little one. So Ooh, it's it's about well, to get real interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: going to yeah. be good. I believe in you, Alyssa. I believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's natural.
2: For you yeah like honestly the next stage is naturally gonna happen when the baby comes because mm-hmm. then you know there's gonna be lots of opportunities for her to find auton- autonomy to. when she yeah. has to
4: just yeah. you know yeah. fend for herself <laughs> bring me a diaper child so that I can change your brother
0: yeah. <laughs> but they want to be contributors okay. to the group that was another thing that was mentioned in um, one of the sessions today um, I had the They're best, all, yeah, had the it best was, time today at Nanny Palooza. I had the limit settings one. Yeah, the four C's of mental, mm-hmm. uh, like mental health and what makes you a happy human. Um, uh, I have it written down. It was like connectedness. <laughs> yes. uh, connectedness.
3: Connected being um, capable, uh, contribution is next. Contribution and then courage, courage
0: to, to know you can do something that's yeah. challenging. And that's like another wonderful opportunity to ask for help, to show that adults also need to ask for help and you don't have to do everything yourself.
5: And that's something that actually we had talked about a little bit today, even in the bringing home baby Mm seminar, we were talking about how to include siblings, how to make sure that they are a part of whatever process the baby is doing, right? It's like, oh, do you want to sit next to me and help me feed the baby? You do want to um, hand me a diaper, just making sure that they are included, but yeah. also not included, like they're just sitting there next to yeah. you, like they are actively a part of what's happening yeah. as a family unit or yeah. as you know a group. Yeah. You, know, you know, not just you're doing this to the baby, and I'm watching you. Mm-hmm. you know?
2: Absolutely. And having another set of hands is really useful. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's not a bad thing all around. <laughs> ooh,
3: <laughs> ooh. I worked with little boy who was three and his sister who was four months when I started with them and he was very interested in getting the things for the baby sister he adored her so anything he could do like oh it would be really great if I had her bottle over by me instead Mm -hmm. of over by that couch oh my goodness I want to go get that for you (laughs) so he made it exciting to the point of like even now she is now 10 months old and he's three and a half he still loves to help pick up her toys. He loves oh. to make sure that yeah. her bottle is out of the refrigerator and sitting by the warmer. And if his step stool is by the warmer, he'll put it in the warmer. Yes. And he's like, "Can I push the buttons yet?" And mm-hmm. it's it's like what you're saying, <laughs> involving them. And it's yeah. a lot. It's a lot easier than I think most people assume that it is. Yeah.
0: It also helps that child have the older child have a more successful day exactly. because if they feel like they've been helpful to you, they they feel like they have something to feel good about about themselves and so allowing them that space and i I also appreciate the way you phrased it you were like wouldn't it be great if that was over here you weren't like go get this i need this but you're like man that'd be awesome and that gave them the chance to think of it too i also
3: got them to love doing the dishes so i feel like i'm the queen of the world (laughs) super nanny my (laughs) three-year-old
1: likes to put the silverware away, mm-hmm. but mostly just so he can play with knives. Yeah, Yeah.
3: But I just, I t- always try to make any process that we have to do with that age exciting and fun. Yeah. Like, oh man, I have to stand here and wa- hand wash your dishes. What can we do while I'm standing here? Yeah. I wonder how many times you can run around the circle-y thing. Or, you know what? You have a step stool. Do you want to stand by me? Do you see see what I'm doing? This is so cool, right? Do you see how the water's spilling all over this cup? Do you think I should fill it up all the way? Should I only put a little water in it? What am I going to do now? (laughs) Who knows? Have you been brave enough
0: to let them wash the dish themselves? Harder when it's glass. (laughs) So (laughs) I didn't let
3: him wash it, but I definitely let him do all the rinsing. Yeah. So... His dishes are the only ones that got hand washed. Yeah. The other well his and his sisters it might be fun. For got hand wash his own dishes too. If he he was you very expressive with later. his food. Yeah. He <laughs> got a lot of places but yeah. it was going to be the next step. Yeah. So they had an au pair that they were an au pair family I was just filling in with them. Yeah. But that was going to be my next step and I'm still in touch with them and mm-hmm. anytime I'm over there babysitting or anything I still try to involve him in this so he still sees as, like not a treat, but an exciting thing mm-hmm. that, well, Lily has to stand here and do this. Yeah. What do you want to do while Lily stands here and does yeah. this? Another like, great choice. Are you going to yeah. be, are you going to go play with baby sister? Are you going to go to play with your grill? Are yeah. you going to stand here and rinse the dishes with yeah. me? It is your choice. You get to choose. That's,
0: oh, you. And that's so great. because yeah. Not everybody can uh, relinquish that control in a way that feels safe for you as the nanny, because sometimes it's scary. Like, I the girl I nanny for was so like I can so scramble my own egg. So and I was like, Ooh, can you? Yeah. It's, it's,
3: interesting taste, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. Explore your taste buds. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Appropriate.
2: <laughs> but yes, and and when I wrote out the a child my kid's typical day and looked for opportunities for more choices, it was also really enlightening in how few choices, even though that was my thesis in grad school. And like, it's something that I, I feel like I actively do all the time, but I realized like how few choices even I was providing for them. Um, And so I do encourage you uh, to go through and like write out their day Mm -hmm. down to, I mean, the minute would take you forever, but I did it in like 10 minute increments, mm-hmm. and it is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like where you can find opportunities for choice.
4: Yeah. Um, it's interesting to say that because when uh, baby number three came along, I taught the older boy how to uh, program the warmer, the bottle warmer. Oh, nice. oh, wow. So when we heard baby crying, I'm like, bottle warmer. <laughs> so he'll pre-program it so then I just took the milk out of the freezer and he'll put it in and press it and then he'll stand there patiently waiting oh. until it went up yeah. and that was his Humanists
3: job quiet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that
4: was his job yeah. and he loved it so much and little sister's job was to sing to the baby mm-hmm. while I changed his diaper because he was Wonderful. always so fussy yeah. it was just trying to figure out a way to get them involved yeah because you you know baby comes and you just get consumed with the baby yeah. and you got to do this for the baby and forgetting that you still have the older two that you have to take care of yeah. in a way and it's so easy to forget them and just totally focus on yeah. the baby and we just had to figure out a way to get them involved so yeah. it was his job to warm the bottle yeah. and her job to sing to the baby and it it just made it so much easier on me mm-hmm. and it made their day so much better because they've they always felt a part of yeah. what we were doing, and the other quick Probably thing I wanted say to it. say was about mm. choosing their own clothes. Oh God! Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I mean, we now we just it's just a case of they put on all their own clothes, and we just had to accept that. But then I'm like, can can we just say to them, let, let's just say to them, let's listen to the weather, mm-hmm. see what the weather's like for today. Do we need long sleeve? Do we need short sleeve? Mm-hmm. Do we need? Shorts, do we need track pants? Yeah. So that's what we do. The night before, we listen to the weather mm-hmm. so we know what it's going to be like the next day. So when they get up in the morning, and then usually go,
0: Patsy!
4: Long sleeve t-shirt?
0: I'm like, t-shirt! Another great way to do that too is to be like, why don't you open the back door and see what it feels like outside? Or you know, like if they g- <laughs> <laughs> right. well the sun is shining. Yeah. Oh what? yeah. 30 no degrees. Degrees. <laughs> if it's a seasonal if it's a season where it's like all pretty consistent weather, like it's cold out or it's gonna be super hot, fall and spring are harder. I've also suggested to parents like have a set of drawers and this is your seasonal you I choose from the I bottom two drawers this.
4: always. That's I your s-
0: clothes th- choice unless it's a crazy day and yeah. then
4: I'll warn you that's and what then, I did. Yeah. I put his long, his, his, his long pants and his track pants over here, and mm-hmm. his shorts on that side, yeah. long sleeves over here, T-shirts over here. So you open the drawer, right. you know which side yeah. you had to pick from. Does it always work? No. Yeah, very. No, you have to and leave space for, for results, vary. Yes, and, yeah. you know, I mean, The, the, the a little girl, here. I mean, oh my God, I love her to death.
1: period <laughs> 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 <Jeffrey> spirit. <Yeah. laughs> I, I, I yes. have
4: to get out of my head. Yeah. She, how she dresses herself mm-hmm. she's totally fine with it she's dressed uh, warm enough and we gotta roll with it we could mm-hmm. have skirt on top dress yeah you know with with with, with track pants and you know mismatching socks She's yeah. on the wrong feet we're okay yeah
0: mm-hmm. she did it yeah yeah well and that's another thing she too, did is it giving them the respect and the dignity exactly. of being like if someone was continually critiquing my outfit i'd be like Listen, <laughs> like
4: my body, my right? Like, exactly. you should to go to school yeah, and yeah. show her teachers that she dressed herself mm-hmm. with her multiple layers, yeah. Yes, and that's a multi step
0: planning process. She yes. that's a
4: thing to celebrate, and it cuts her getting dressed in half the time, yeah. Then when we try to do it for her, yeah. So, we're good, yeah. Okay, we're yeah. out the door on time, yeah. It's, yes. nice. it's wonderful to
0: celebrate that, and also the other thing, too, is it's hard to this comes from boundaries as well. Um, is it bothering just me or is it bothering the child? You know, like, where... Yeah. And that's another thing. It's a great question. Yeah. In circle time, when you do, you know, like, you can imagine what a circle time's like. Sometimes there's behavior that's, like, not your ideal circle time behavior. But if it's not bothering the other children, if it's just bothering you as the teacher, it's like, you need to really just... Don't say anything. Just don't Roll say anything about it. it. It's your own... Yeah, yeah. Pick your battles.
4: Yeah. And, I always keep that in a... Yeah.
0: And furthermore on that, like you, if the first thing that somebody continually says to you every day or every morning, whatever is like, why are you wearing that? That's not the right choice. You need, uh, I think it's science has shown two different things. If every negative interaction or redirection, you need two positive or three positive to continue to have a good relationship with the person. And that's for adults and children. So like spouses, friends, and if you think of it as like an emotional bank account account excuse me it's (laughs) late at night everyone yeah Um, if you think of it as an emotional (laughs) bank account if you're continually withdrawing you're gonna hit red and nothing can happen on red but if you're if you have to withdraw but you've put in a lot of effort on the positive relationship which like you said with your giving them jobs they can feel good about that's time that probably saved you so many meltdowns you never even Saw, because you you went right around it. You took the scenic route and gave them a job so they could feel like a contribution. Yeah. Yes.
2: So true. Uh, does anyone else have strategies or questions to share, or shall we move on to uplifting stories
0: or funny stories or funny stories?
3: Yeah. I just want to mention the first um, the first time that I had my significant other with me on the job that I was working. Um, they noticed that I gave the child the choice. They're like, oh, are you going to do your right foot or your left foot? They'd never seen, like, somebody interact with a kid like that before. And to this day, it's one of the only stories they tell about me working (laughs) with kids. And then I give, if they're having, like, a meltdown because of, oh, well, my favorite toy is not in this room, it's in the other room, and mm-hmm. it's an easy fix, but they just can't settle down. Mm-hmm. I'll do okay. Do we need to have 30 more seconds of crying it out before we solve our problem? Yeah. yeah. And then we cry it out, and I cry with them. I'm <laughs> like, let's cry it out. And yeah. They actually mentioned it to their sister, like, you know, you should do this. I saw Lily do it, and it was fantastic. Yeah. And so it was. it's interesting to see somebody who – isn't involved in the with children. noting in that the was military. so successful. <laughs> like they're used to being told what, you what to do, him? following it through, whatever. No questions yeah. asked. So they were very fascinated with that yeah. and seeing it and being like,
1: "What? This <laughs> works!
3: Yeah, works. yeah. So, right. Right. <laughs> like, well, right.
0: it gives them back control, and that's really what makes it successful. And it's like, yeah. if you're continue, think of your boss. If your boss is micromanaging you, which is often what we do to children <laughs> when we don't offer them choices. When your boss is micromanaging you, not our bosses, of course, because they're all lovely all the time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wink. Um, But uh, if someone's micromanaging you, it's offensive. They're telling you they don't think you're doing a good job. And it's it's so, uh, like, it's just so annoying. Nobody likes that. And so by making sure that you give the child the choice where you can in the little things, you when you need to be like this is not a choice which is a phrase that we have to use sometimes like mm-hmm. it's not a choice you have to come with me in the car I can't leave you not like at home alone it's not safe it's not a choice you have to come and so by giving them so many choices elsewhere they're more likely to agree and come with you and understand because they know you're not their enforcer and like the kid I nanny for I'm content I'm continually like I'm not the boss of you. And she was like, the first time I said that, she was like, what? What? And I was like, I'm not here to be the boss of you. I'm here to keep you safe and help you manage your time. That's all I'm here for. Like, and help you think through things if you need help. That's pretty much it. You're the boss of you and your body. And, like, it was, like, mind-blowing for her because they don't get that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And um, in Teaching with Love and Logic, uh, he also says that when it does come time that or when – You get to a place where you can't offer a choice, Mm -hmm. saying why, yes, saying why, but also saying, I have given you choices all day, Mm -hmm. or you know that when I can offer you a choice, I do. Um, This is an area that I cannot offer you a choice, Mm -hmm. Uh, and and so we just have to get through
0: this together. And recognizing their emotions in those moments, I'm sure you all know that. Just <laughs> reflecting back what you see, they're feeling like you're so sad or you're so frustrated, I know. And sometimes just being like, I know, this is the worst. <laughs> like, it's so annoying. Grown-ups are telling you what to do. Sometimes they just give you job after job. <laughs> I get that. Like, that's, that is annoying. I hear you on that. And then being like, but this is why we have to do this right now. And then going on from there and being like, I'd love to offer you a choice about, like, Going on from there and being like, would you like to do your? You have to have a shower today because you haven't had one in three days. Would you like to do it before or after snack or before or after dinner so that they have some power over it? Yeah, you are going to
2: sh- yeah. Oh yeah, shower or take bath. a bath if they're it's of that big, age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you can choose, but you Yay. can choose which way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and something that was mentioned in a workshop earlier that I have never tried and I'm so excited to try is to go along with the fantasy of mm-hmm. it. So if there is like, we have to get out of bed now. Like you have, we have to wake up. We've got to mm-hmm. get our day started. Uh, but saying wouldn't it be nice Mm -hmm. and just like going as far as you can with that like wouldn't it be nice if we got to lay in bed for three more hours and then we got to go downstairs and have waffles and hot chocolate and and then you know and letting them build that fantasy with you and then saying oh that would be nice but we cannot we must start our day. <laughs> sometimes you
0: don't even have to. That's a tactic in how to talk so kids will listen, and listen so kids will talk, which is a great book if you haven't read it. Uh, but that's a it's tactic.
3: Exactly what it, she mentioned. Yeah,
0: that in the <laughs> yeah, book. yeah. It's a, ha- it's a, it's a tactic that works, and I've done it many times for like things like, like treats are a big point of contention in the household that I work in because they have a, a treat policy of like treats are only on the weekends, okay. or a special occasion on the week, and so sometimes. The child, obviously, is like, can I please have X, Y, or Z? And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Your family policy is no. And she's like, but I want ice cream. I was like, oh, let's get, like, huge bowls of, like, here you go. Or, like, pretending, like, here's a 27 (laughs) scoop of ice cream. What flavor are you going for first? And you don't even have to be like, we don't have to do that. You just pretend, like, I'm going to serve you 27 pizzas. (laughs) Like, let's have pizza every day this week. Because they know you're joking. Got
1: it. And you're not,
0: like. You're not being like, you can't. I'm sorry. Like, you're not being so harsh. And so using humor, humor is a great tool yes. for redirecting. And that's that's funny. And it's like, you're not their enemy. You know? You're know, you on their side. So it's a great tactic. You're and like, oftentimes you don't have to be like, we can't. Because they right. know. They know they can't <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> yeah. um, so just being
1: like, like living out that fantasy. Even All the with times the I've youngest kids, it seems like that worked. Like last week, um, my almost two-year-old, wanted to watch a little bit more tv and it you know tears were happening this wailing on the floor Mm -hmm. and when it got to the point of the tantrum where i offered to hug her or hold her or she could sit beside me i said you know sometimes i just want to watch tv all day and Mm -hmm. lay in bed and but you know if we did that it would it wouldn't be special and our bodies would hurt from sitting all the time Mm -hmm. and you know you'll get a little bit of tv time later when i have to go rock sister yeah and eventually it yeah, get through yeah. it. Yeah. Well, because you're not, like, so, mm-hmm. you know, like... Some, and not even, to yeah. that, that got through to her. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
3: Wonderful. Respect starts early.
1: Yeah, it yeah. does. It does. And it does. they're one of the and it's groups... it's a two-way street. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and they're one of the groups who have the least amount of respect and choice. Like, them and the elderly. Mm-hmm. It's very hard for them. They have... Uh, they're at high risk for losing dignity. And they're at high risk for being... Um, emotionally abused if you will and and not even in the harsh angry way in the not listening way in the being rejected way
1: and or so, ignored yeah your or, yeah don't matter exactly like the
0: subtle messages
1: yeah yeah you're not a full person at the, yeah. yeah at this stage in your life yeah
0: yeah yeah and offering choice just, full circle <laughs> offering choice helps
1: them to feel like they have mm-hmm. they're, they're being respected and it keeps coming back to me with it being you know over this conferences. If you have a 12-hour day and it seems to just drag them on on and on, if you give the kids choices and mm-hmm. just, like, have them especially do their own things, that's going to take the whole day. Because yeah. I realized <laughs> I fix her meals. I, like, pick out her clothes. If I gave her the uh, choice and yes. the time to, to make her choice, that day is going to go a lot faster or yeah. slower. But yeah,
0: slower, but right. faster. <laughs> It's a, It's empowering to you as an entity to be like, let me know when you've decided what you want for a lot. Long- I'm not helping you make right it yeah. 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 Within reason.
2: All right. Let's do some uplifting stories. Or which, funny stories. Or funny. Yeah.
5: I have a story. That's, Feel free to come close to the it's, microphone, it's, yeah. everybody. Um,
2: for your stories, please come close because I want these to be crystal clear.
5: Um, It's not exactly a funny story, it's a very uplifting story. Um, and. I am a super lucky nanny in that my bosses are um, very perceptive to my love language, which Mm -hmm. is words of affirmation, and they are always letting me know how appreciative they are of me and everything that I do, and the mom is always, like, leaving, like, super sweet notes around, or she knows that I had, like, a tough day, she'll, like, come back with, like, a new, like, Starbucks mug, or just Mm -hmm. something, little sweet things to let me know that she is thinking about me, and that again because it's my love language goes a long way with me um so recently like I said my little one is 14 months and she is teething hard mm-hmm. we have some molars coming in and it has been really rough and um recently we had a day where she was just out of sorts just not herself mm-hmm. she's usually like the baby to go and like play and do her own thing and this and not and she was just really snuggly and just wanted to be on me and just mm-hmm. in a lot of pain um, and when mom came home one day it was about four thirty in the afternoon and little love had just gotten relief we finally switched to motrin and she had fallen asleep on me mm-hmm. um and so mom came in and i kind of told her about her day and um i came in the next morning to the sweetest note that i will read to you now um it says "Alyssa, as you left tonight and baby girl was so snuggly and sad I realized how much, you lo- how much love you give her each and every day. Today, you spent six plus waking hours loving on her, soothing her, and tending to all her needs. Me, only three hours, and one of them was so rushed, I could barely tell you her mood. Don't ever think it is lost on me everything you do. There is no jealousy from me on your love of, of our little love um, that so many other moms feel. Just a sense of being blessed that we have you. With love and appreciation, Mom Boss. I, I, so I have pictures of it on my phone that I was reading it from Aww, because I, tears I, right <laughs> <from>. <laughs> I, so I, I, and I, and I read this, and the morning that I read it, I had stayed overnight, they left out of town, to, uh, they left to go out of town super early, so I stayed overnight, and this girl has been sleeping 12 hours a night since she was four months old, and for the first time, I mean, I, I would say in years, but she's 14 months old. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, she emotional woke up years. Yeah, yeah, emotional years. Like teething becomes. she <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> She had woken up in the middle of the night. I got up with her like 1:30 in the morning. gave the Motrin, Pat gave the bottle, like soothed her back to sleep. And I was up at like 6:30 in the morning. You know, like I said, the parents were out of town, and I, I saw the snow, and I was in tears at oh, six in the morning. Yeah. And I just, you know, texted her right away. I was like, "This is so sweet. Thank you so much. Like this, this means a lot." And I know that you know this means a lot in this moment, and that that was really wonderful to see.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, it was
5: beautiful. Thank yes. you.
3: The mm-hmm. mom I worked for... The yeah, mic. come to the mic, my friends. Yeah, I have a chair. really loud voice. Right. You really want me to get start. closer. Yes. I can be yeah. loud. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Okay, you can be loud from there. If anybody knows my name, Liliana, you know I can be loud. <laughs> um, no, the mom I had worked for, she is she speaks words of affirmation, which mm-hmm. is great because it's my second love language. My first is
1: physical touch. She always women in pat yourself on the back. And if not, it's a great resource. It is a yeah. great yeah.
3: resource. But she since mine is physical touch, she always makes sure that she gives me a hug now when mm-hmm. I go to babysit or mm-hmm. any that I'm there. But during the last week that I was with them full time, she made sure every single day she told me how much I really had helped them. I had gone into a really horrible situation where the previous caregiver wasn't doing an adequate job. Mm -hmm. So both kids were very, they were suffering. They were hurting, they were suffering. They didn't get the love and nourishment that they needed from a caregiver. So I stepped in, I did my thing, and I like switched everything around. And she tells me, and also anybody else who will listen, that from the very first week that I started, that she completely lost all of her stress Aww. over leaving her kids at home,
0: That's so and this messy. is a very a gift attached
3: mother. Ah, yeah, because yeah.
0: it's, it's really scary cute. to leave your children, even it with the is. that you know. Sometimes it's still really scary because you yeah. hear all those
1: terrible news mm-hmm. stories. Exactly. But
0: like, how wonderful that she feels the peace to be and do her job well, because that makes her a better mom when she comes home. Because she was able to leave that there then, exactly. and she didn't have to feel like a failure at work, and she could come home and be with, like, truly with her children. That's really special.
3: Yeah, but she always, um, her favorite thing to say is that I, I was the perfect... Mix between Mary Poppins and Mrs. Doubtfire.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't what think I will compliment. ever
3: get a higher compliment yeah. than that. Yeah. Or like, okay, that is perfection. Yeah. Can I even get any better? And obviously, yes. But that's like peak <laughs> yeah. right there. If you have a business card.
2: You should put that on your
1: business <laughs> card.
2: <laughs> and you can like cite her. I'm yeah. still getting
3: it together, but now yeah, I'm
2: going to. Yes.
3: <laughs> it's a
2: great compliment. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Thanks for sharing that. Yes, yes,
4: thank you so much for sharing that.
2: Anyone else? Share, you look like yeah. a little... I love to talk. Yeah. So come we... close, yeah, close yeah, come close or closer project, or
1: project. Or project. It's, right
2: room. <laughs> it's your choice if you want to come closer or yeah. project. My choice you is can to come choose. closer. Okay.
3: <laughs> that is such a smart choice that you just made. Yeah, <laughs>
4: I've been empowered. <laughs> okay, so um, thursday before i left to come here um the five-year-old and his little sister were playing on the recliner and i'm like oh god a battle is gonna ensue because they (laughs) always get into it on this recliner i'm like you know i'm gonna let them figure it out i'm not gonna get involved i am trying to get through this day because i gotta come all the way over here and (laughs) trying to get my zen together so i'm in the kitchen you know doing the last minute stuff, and I hit them back and forth. I want to come on the couch with you. I want quiet time. I don't want you on the couch. Um, You need to give me my space. You can have it after a few seconds. Wow. And then apparently little sister, she either kicked or she she did something physical to her big brother. Mm -hmm. And my antennas went up. Mm Right. And then I heard him say, and it just brought tears to my eyes, I heard him say, you need to treat me the way you want me to treat you. Oh, Aww. Yeah.
1: Which They're is listening. something, which is
4: something I have been saying to them from the, for as long as I can remember. Like yeah. You got to treat others how you want them to treat you.
2: Yes. Which I is something like, oh, yeah. And yeah, and, and to hear him
4: say woman it, woman. I'm like, he gets it. It's working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and she and, yes. she and and then she said, okay. Oh. And that was that. I'm like, I'm a amazing <laughs> gonna,
0: but
2: You know what else I noticed in that story is that it sounds like all of their language was mirrored mm-hmm. from you.
4: Yeah.
0: Because uh, all of
4: Mama Dad both, always say
2: that. Space. <laughs> and,
0: yeah, and teaching them like the boundaries too of like how children can set their own. I need space.
4: How about I need, I need quiet time? time. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I say to them. I said, if you don't want to play with each other, mm-hmm. then i need to be by myself yeah. i need some quiet time yeah. You, you always use your words we're big on them using their words yeah. and expressing how they feel absolutely um so it was just it made me feel so warm inside yeah. that this five-year-old could just say to his little sister you need to treat me how you would want yeah. me to treat you it,
0: you know like the it reminds me of the word impression, like you've made an impression on them. But when you think about an impression, it's literally an indent yes. of whatever the other vessel is. And so you've left like you've pushed part of you into them, not in a forceful way, but in a gentle way. Yeah. And you've left a mark of your soul on them. And that makes that's what makes the world a better place. Because definitely
4: there I mean i have heard nanny horror
0: stories but like you're, you're like yes. a European on their heart and, and on their soul. And that's, that's what building the future, that's the Nanny Palooza theme, is building the future and the art of yeah. building the future. That's this yeah. year's theme. Woo! Woo. Uh, but that's part of the, you know, like it's the magic of being a nanny. It's what makes this job so valuable and important is you're shaping little hearts and minds. When
4: you think they're not taking it in, they're taking it Yes. In. Well, sponges. Sponge Sponges, Uh and so I'm like, it may be okay. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you're giving them the skills to manage.
0: Also, it's a nanny win because you're giving them the skills to manage their own fires, and you don't have to intervene as much. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yes.
5: It's funny when you don't realize how you're leaving impressions on little ones, especially like my little one. She like she'll pull up, and sometimes she'll kind of like make a little grunt when doing so. And her mom commented one day. She was like, why did she do that? She'll, like, pull up and she'll be like, uh And she'll be like, uh And I'm like, I don't know. That's so weird. And I picked her I picked her up, and as I was setting her on my hip, and I was like, all right, here we go, you know? And I, like, <laughs> would reach for something, and I was like, ugh, and, like, making all yeah. these grunting noises. And I was yeah. like, oh, oh,
1: God, she's doing that that's because of so me. <laughs> like, yeah. My little one, apparently I make a noise after I take a drink of coffee, and uh. I gave her a plastic coffee cup to play with, and I, she's doing... I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And she continuously still does yeah. it. Yeah. Not from her own sippy cup, but if she has, like, a cup that resembles a coffee cup, she'll That's crazy crazy, go. That's so funny. I must do that in front of you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that goes to show you, too, that the things that
0: you do every day, every second of the day, they're watching, they're absorbing, and they're spitting it back out, for better or for worse. So let's yeah. <laughs> use our powers for good and not for evil. You know, like, that being able to be in charge of um and like we talked about earlier many of us have like for whatever reason like no desire to curse i can get like stabbed in the foot in fact one time i got hit in the back by my car door like the sharp point of my car door and i was like ah," and like no desire to curse nothing but sometimes in my own life when i'm injured around adults it is not the same result so like there's a you know there's clearly a switch that we have because we value children so much and that kind of stuff is like it's it's interesting to see what comes through. Yeah. That that doesn't sound like an end of a sentence, but it is because <laughs> I'm putting a period there. <laughs> Wonderful. Anybody else want to share?
4: Well, just you saying for the good or the or the worst. Yeah. It reminds me of a time when um, I had to go pick up a friend with my nanny child yeah. because her car broke down. Yeah. And so mom gave us permission to go pick her up well she's telling my friend is telling me what happened to her car and then all of a sudden from the back seat we hear oh man no
1: way (laughs) (laughs) and she goes are you
4: kidding me (laughs) (laughs) and
1: my friend's going
4: that's what you say
1: (laughs) (laughs) whenever I get upset you know I see
2: things like that and she's
4: just sitting there dying laughing quietly while that's going on yeah she was exactly what I say with the intention that I say it crack this up it's so fun
0: it's fun to see
2: what they pick up mm-hmm. yeah. uh, my one of my nanny kids uh, picked up the word chillax from me <laughs> which I did not know that I used <laughs> until uh, one day the dad was, was home and I said something and I said chillax apparently and he goes oh that's where they got it, and so I was like, funny. "What?" And I turned beet red, <laughs> and I was like, "I'm really sorry." And he's like, "No, we think it's hilarious." Yeah. Um. But I, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, the vocabulary that will be reflected back at you. Yeah. <laughs> I worked
3: with another, a different little boy years ago, and his parents were avid wine drinkers. Ah. So. <laughs>
4: as you all probably know where this story yeah, is going, like,
3: That's fun. Um, he would grab his fake lawnmower and oh, pick no. up one of the fake cups and say, Ugh, me and my wine, we just got to go do some yard work. <laughs> I'll be right back, <laughs> Lily. <laughs> just got to drink my wine. That's so funny. Constantly, all the time, he would just talk about his his wine cup. And I'm like... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not hurting anyone. Yeah. You? Yeah. You're not actually you drinking something. alcohol. Yeah. 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 When you know you turn twenty one, come to me and I'll give you some good yeah. suggestions. But <laughs> <until> <laughs> buy him a bottle to age
0: for twenty one yes. years. Yeah. On. <laughs> Love you, you Nanny, because you always talked about wine. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful.
2: Well, I think we're gonna call it there, um, but. Thank you all so much for coming and for sharing. And I, this was just wonderful. Uh, I really, really appreciate
0: everyone being here. I want to clarify, she's talking to the people in the room and not the listeners. Yeah. I can tell by the eye contact, so she's not thank thanking you. you. I'm not thanking she except the physical t- bodies in the room. Yeah,
2: just the physical bodies in the room. But also, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> um, and we'll see you next week or next year or next year at Nanny Palooza in Anaheim In Anaheim we can Anaheim. say it cuz it's coming out now Woo! Woo! All right one more Nanny Palooza right Nanny Palooza yeah. Chronicles of Nania is produced and hosted by Martha Reddick artwork by Noni Amadon theme music by Brad Kemp find him at secondbedroomstudio.com Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nannia and on Twitter at Nannia Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnannia at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.
3: This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.